This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 33, Bank on Yourself Loans and Getting Out of Debt. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us here today. Uh, my name is Holly Bach, and with me in the studio here is uh, Katrina Willis. Hello. And Mark Willis. Hello, hello. All right, guys. So we are kind of wrapping up a little mini series that we've been doing here on loans, uh, loans specific to you know banks, traditional bank loans, what those look like, and then also uh, specifically policy loans through the bank on yourself strategy. And so what we wanted to talk about here today is kind of bring a little bit of, of the two of them together um, and talk about you know what if you're in a situation where you love this idea, you love this concept. All right, and you've been hearing what we've been talking about, and you would like to be able to get out of the debt that you're in, or you would like to be able to um, you know, capitalize on this strategy, but what about if you already have a bunch of debt? Yeah. Like, oh, I already took on a bunch of that bad kind of debt, the debt with the banks, the, the debt with the credit cards. So what do I do in that situation? Um, of course, you know, being debt-free is a goal that many Americans have, you know, and many experts, financial gurus really equate being debt-free with financial freedom. It's kind of this, um, you know, pinnacle that we're all reaching towards this place, <laughs> nirvana, that we all want to get <laughs> yeah. to this you point. Sc- scream it. It's a primal, primal scream. I'm debt free. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, really what we want to be looking at today is how, you know, we talked in the last episode about how bank on yourself is an awesome way to buy things in the future and make future purchases potentially. But you know, what if you're already drowning in that debt? Well, can this strategy be used to help with that too? Can bank on yourself mm. help you get out of debt if you're already in debt? Yeah, some people come and ask us, you know, hey, shouldn't I just pay down my debt before starting bank on yourself? That's a good question. You know, paying off credit cards and loans makes a lot of sound financial sense. And that's why some people try to pay off as much as they can each month. I definitely was in this camp at one point in my life. Um, and that often leaves very little left at the end of the month for savings and other lifestyle needs. Um, one client recently was paying six to $800 a month more than the minimum payment due on his credit cards in an attempt to just eliminate the debt so quickly. And we ran an analysis and discovered that if he paid just the minimum balance due each month and put the difference into a bank on yourself policy where it would grow for him safely and predictably, that he could potentially have an additional 50 thousand dollars at retirement. And Pamela Yellen even talked about uh, this strategy with her husband's heart surgery. I mean, she shared this with us that, you know, they got hit with a $15,000 medical bill that their health insurance didn't cover. Uh, which they found out after the fact is actually pretty common. Mm. That health insurance doesn't always cover all those things. Uh, so before bank on yourself, she thought you know she knew that they would have been forced to put the, that bill and, and all those unexpected expenses on their credit card. 
But since they did have a policy already set up, what they did is they just simply borrowed the money from their policies. They they paid the bills off in full immediately, which was a huge stress relief. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you imagine just having a $15,000 bill come in the mail and paying it off in full a week later. It probably surprised the I hospital mean, too. Yeah, yeah, right? Wait, they just paid this? <laughs> um, but you know, but then they were able to pay the loan back to their policies. Two years later, once they paid it off, they had the $15,000 back plus the interest that they would have paid to the to the credit card company and then a little a little bit more. So uh, Pamela's husband, Larry, actually still likes to tell, tell this story and tell everyone how he made a profit from his surgery. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Don't go back under the knife though just to make more, there's better ways to make Money better ways. There. Yes. <laughs> so what would it look like to recoup the interest that you're currently paying out of pocket uh, to these banks, finance companies, credit cards, and actually start earning that interest yourself? If you're in debt now, you can start right now to reduce or eliminate your debt uh, while at the same time increasing your savings. Our clients realize that, you know, with bank on yourself policies, they can actually help their families move from being debtors to savers to even wealth accumulators, which is uh, you know a, a three-step process we teach. Here's how it works. All right, so in your mind, imagine a big pile of cash. That's maybe your debt, all right? And imagine it's slowly coming down as you make at least the minimum payments on those debts, okay? So that small, that small decrease on this giant pile of debt. Now imagine that you have a, you've started a bank on yourself policy over here, and that's a sep- separate and second, smaller at the start anyway, pile of debt, that you're now funneling as much cash into it as you possibly can. So it starts small, but it grows very quickly. Now imagine at some point in the future, you know, the big debt pile is coming down and the small bank on yourself policy is quickly growing. And at some point in the future, those two amounts of cash equal each other, the amount you owe and the amount you own in your policy. So all you have to do is take a simple policy loan from your policy, wipe out all of your debt, and now you're debt-free to everybody. So meanwhile, you keep earning interest and dividends on the full value of your money in your policy. Go back to the previous episode for more on that. So sorry, Dave Ramsey, but this is better than being debt-free. I should do a primal scream every time I take a policy loan out, right? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, well, one thing that I always like to um, kind of talk through with, with my clients when I'm you know going through kind of th- these conversations with them is I say, you know, the um, key is to save first. You know, the very first thing that you should be doing when you are trying to achieve financial freedom is to start to save because that's where it all starts. You know, you have to start saving, like you were saying, Mark, get that uh, amount growing up, accumulating so that you can wipe out your debt uh, because of the way that these loans work and the way that it functions. It makes more sense to save first rather than paying the debts off first. Mm, And then even in addition to that, you know, when you do take that loan out, you're your own banker. So you can adjust your payments uh, to your loan. You can reduce your payment. You can increase your payment. You can skip it. You can throw a huge chunk at it. Um, you know, when you're able to, it's all under your control. So if you had a job loss or an income emergency and you still had your debts with other people's banks, you know, what would you have to do? You know, are they going to give you a break? No, you're going to have to either cough up that cash in some way, some fashion, or they're just simply going to (laughs) kind of kick you while you're down a little bit. Mm. You know, I mean, they could wreck your credit score. They could raise your interest rate. I mean, if if you have some sort of, um, you know, collateralized loan, you Mm -hmm. know, they could take whatever that collateral collateral is. Um, For example, you know, a car loan, they could just take the car from you if you missed one 
payment. Or if you're late on your medical bills, they'll repo that kidney. <laughs> no, they won't do that. I promise you guys they won't do that. I don't know about that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when it's your bank, when you're the one that you owe the money to, you can have a little bit of grace yeah. and mercy with yourself. And so um, you can just kind of have the peace of mind of knowing that you're the you're the you're the worst person you have to contend with. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that can be a hard deal. I want to yeah. be a greedy banker with my, my with myself, right? So, yeah, can you use your policy loan to pay off other debt? You know, the short answer is yes. You know, because of all the advantages of a life insurance policy loan over you know traditional financing, you know, in, in, including um, competitive interest rates, no lost opportunity cost. You know, which is another way of saying your money keeps growing as if you didn't have a loan. You know, if your policy is from one of those special companies that have those non-direct loans that we talked about in the previous episode, and the incredible uh, flexibility of that policy loan, many people oftentimes choose to take loans against their life insurance policy to pay off their ordinary car loan or their home improvement loan or their, uh, you know, finance their business, company loans, you know, anything really that you can conceive. There's no prohibited transactions on these policies like there are maybe with loans against your 401k, for example. Uh, and remember, uh, when you take out a policy loan to pay off your automobile, your car is no longer collateral. That means you have full ownership of your car. You get the little title for your car. And with a traditional loan, traditional bank loan, you'd, you'd have to be making payments perfectly on time. But if you make just fail to make one payment, uh, the lender could theoretically repossess the car, like you were saying, Holly. Uh, so, you know, with your own policy loan, that's never going to happen. Well, so then should I wait till I'm debt-free to start a bank on yourself policy? That's, you know, it depends on the kind of debt you're in and the interest and number of factors. But a lot of times, no. You know, we, I had a client recently who had about 18, exactly, um, she walked in with a spreadsheet. She had exactly $18,123 in credit card debt. And the average interest rate was 9.53%. And she was using the snowball method. You guys heard of the snowball method? I mm-hmm. think so, Yeah. So, you know, where you pay the smallest balance down, then the next smallest and so forth. So she was paying, you know, overpaying on these credit cards and she was doing it a few hundred bucks a month. Um, But, you know, she was paying over a few hundred dollars on her policy and she wanted to know on on the debts and she wanted to know if paying off those credit cards first would make more sense, you know, than maybe, you know, switching over and starting to do the um, bank on yourself policy. So we looked at the spreadsheet and she showed us that by paying down the debts as she was doing the snowball method, would take her about 36 months to pay off the credit cards. And so she was, again, she was curious if that made more sense than to um, start a bank on yourself policy and pay off the credit cards in our way that we have uh, been teaching. So we told her, hey, this is the Dave Ramsey snowball method on steroids. This is the bomb cyclone method, right, of using the bank on yourself <laughs> wait, wait, policy loan. What did you say? The bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone This is the nor'easter method. method. The yeah, nor'easter the, method. <laughs> So uh, we've taught, we taught her, you know, rather than just throwing cash away at credit cards, that by paying your minimums on your credit cards, you know, don't go behind on your debt, uh, and then shoveling everything you can into life insurance policy specifically, that would work out for her in the long run. So using the cash value to buy back her debt, one credit card at a time, she was able to continue getting growth on that cash that she used in the policy to pay off her credit cards. So, all right, so let's add it up. What was the true cost of her credit cards? Well, she owed... 18,123 bucks. But the true cost was also the three years, in other words, the time that it took her to pay those credit cards off. And that lost savings could have turned out as retirement money for her. That could have been earning some interest and dividends for her, right? Time is money. 
So if she started her policy now and used that policy to pay off the credit cards, by age 70, she'd have a whopping $479,547 versus having only $411,000 if she waited three years to get started. So those credit cards didn't just cost her $18,123, but it also was a missed retirement income of over $68,340. That's a total cost of her debt of over $86,463, to be precise. So Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, I'm sorry, but you know they would tell you to pay down that debt before starting to save. But you know we here, and also, by the way, math, would disagree with them wholeheartedly, right? Yeah, and the insurance company asks no questions. They don't run your credit. They simply cut you a check uh, or you know, wire you the funds to your bank account if you want. And in a few days, typically less than a week, you have your money. If you've maxed out your credit cards, your lines of credit, and banks aren't lending you a dime, you know, time to open up your own bank on yourself. If you're out of other options, uh, or even if you're not out of other options, time to open up your own life insurance policy. So head back to episodes 16 and 17 if you really want to know more about this. But there was a tale of two brothers that we did over a two-part series. And we shared an example of this guy, Sam, who was using his policy to pay off a 30-year mortgage in record time. Let's take a closer look at how he did that. So his original mortgage balance was 250000 bucks, and he was charged uh, 4% on that mortgage for a, a payment each month of $1,193. So when we met Sam at age 26, he had just bought his house, and he had used, actually he had used his, his bank on yourself life insurance policy in year three to pay down, uh, put down some money for a down payment, or about $25,000 down payment. So his remaining mortgage balance was the $250,000 I mentioned earlier. So, you know, he had already used his policy to help him buy the house. Uh, So, you know, over the future years, he continued to save in that one policy and even add additional policies to his portfolio. Uh, But, you know, he could pay off his house as he's built up that bank on yourself policy reserve. He's also shrinking the balance of his mortgage. All right. So we ran an amortization schedule on uh, Sam's house. And technically, he could have paid his house off in just 11 years, not 30 years, which is the normal mortgage rate or timeline, but simply 11 years. He could have had enough money. His mortgage balance would have been about $190,000, and his cash value without any loans against the policy would have been 204291 That would be enough money in just 11 years, guys, to pay off a 30-year mortgage if he chose to. So, Uh, He waited until year 15 because he had a few loans outstanding. He had a couple of cars and vacations. Uh, So he waited until he had those paid off and kept paying on the mortgage until year 15. So over the years, he kept watching his mortgage balance fall and his policy's cash value rise. It's like two arch nemesis, right? Charging towards each other in battle. And his policy was, you know, uh, when his policy was equal to his mortgage, the battle was simply over in one fell swoop. He simply requested a loan from the policy for about $161,356. He took that money and applied it to his uh, mortgage and there goes the mortgage, all right? In fact, he still had plenty of cash left over if he had, you know, let's say the, you don't wanna just drain your policy dry. So he had, literally he had the ability to borrow out as much as 270,000 bucks. He only needed about 161,000 to wipe out the mortgage. So that's awesome, but what about the long-term growth? Why, why is that better than just paying cash to pay off the house? Well, his policy was still growing for him. And over the next you know, 12, 14 years as he's paying himself back, remember his mortgage is gone, but his policy loan still remains. So he's starting to pay that 1100 bucks as a mortgage to himself. 
and that gives him gains of dividends and interest approximately $42,000 that he would not have in profits, just the profits in his policy, as he's paid that mortgage to himself uh, back to the policy, right? The policy loan. What 401k could do something like this, guys? So not to mention, uh, he's got all that money growing, that $161,000 that he borrowed out, still in there growing for him all the way, and not a penny more to a bank down the street. What about other things? Katrina, any other uh, strategies besides that? We've talked about credit cards. We've talked about mortgages. Yeah, you can use buy back your debt for student loans. Mark and I did this early yeah. on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it for auto financing. So if you want that title to the car, we talked about that as well. Uh, if you want to accelerate your mortgage, um, you can use this strategy for that, although that's a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, credit cards. And you know, credit cards, you can do some fancy things with. You know, you could try to settle for pennies on the dollar first and then pay off the remainder. Um, there's lots of ways to get at the credit cards. But yeah, get out of that credit card debt ASAP, you know, and start saving. And I mean, really, the applications to this strategy are, are infinite. I mean, why not see how this strategy might be able to help you right your financial ship. I mean, especially if you are, you know, if you're underwater, you're really weighed down. I mean, just feel like you're laying there with all this debt piled on top of you. I mean, that's the time that you need to be having these types of conversations. These are the types of things that you need to be looking at. Ways that you can get out of that debt and not still be starting at ground zero by the mm-hmm. time it's all said yeah. and done. You know, because if you go about it the traditional way, you go about it the, the snowball method in a way, you know, you're, you're, you might spend the next 10, 15 years paying off all that debt and then be no better off than you, you know, were starting at zero That's right. you know, before that. And only years less to save at that point too, right? Yeah. So why keep, you know, paying on all that debt just to get a nice, you know, thank you letter from the creditors. Thank you for your payment. Thank you for your time. Thank you for paying mm. me far more than you ever should have. You know, and yep. keep the, the sharks happy with their, you know, the minimum payments, which is going to make sure that those uh, debts carry on and lag out for as long as they possibly can. Um, but instead, you know, start, uh, you know, looking at ways that you can utilize this strategy instead. You know, not just mm-hmm. the snowball method, but the snowball method on steroids. On steroids, love um, it. <laughs> And you can start building up your cash value as an avalanche uh, so to, so you can get to the point where you can just wipe it all out and just be completely done with it all once and for all. This is one of my favorite things to see clients do, whether it's hearing the, their story of how they paid off all their student loans or their credit cards or their mortgage or their bank loan to their for their company or their equipment financing or their car loans. It's all, it's all freedom, guys. At the end of the day, this is about you know, financially free lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.